I was five years old, my old man said to me, he goes, look, you're the man of the house. He kind of knew he'd go on these benders. You protect your mom and the sisters from any bad guys that might come back through this door. Here's the truth. That bad guy was him. And so when I'm five years old, I would see my dad come through the front door, hear his car pull up, and I would immediately go to the front door. Just look, imagine this five-year-old little boy. And I would watch this man come through the front door, and I would read him. And I would connect and be present. And I would notice all these little things about him. I was fully present. What's his body language? Can I smell any alcohol? Is his tie a little crooked? How's he walking? What's his tonality? What's his speech like? In fact, by the time I was seven years old, I was so good that I could tell by the sound his key made in the lock whether he was drunk or not. That's how hyper-connected and perceptive I had to become. If he was drinking, I would say, Mama, go upstairs and take a bath and take Mimi and Andrea and Erica upstairs, please. I'm five. If he was sober, we would have dinner. But if he was drinking, man, I'll never talk about what would happen when I was left downstairs with my dad. It's not fair to him. The second thing I would do is the minute I knew he was drinking, I had to change his energy and shift his state. I'm five. Hey, Daddy. Yeah. My whole job was at the end of the hallway. There's a liquor cabinet. I had to get him away from it. I was just at the airport two weeks ago coming here. You know your reticular activator that I teach in my books? If you don't, you should get my book. We'll see things that are important to you that other people won't see. For me, I'm eating breakfast one morning. I'm at this bar, like a, like a Ruby's in the uh, airport. There's all this alcohol. They're like hundreds of bottles. I see Beef Eater's Gin. Nobody drinks that anymore. But my dad did. My dad's was Beef Eater's Gin. I had to get my dad to put that Beef Eater's down, man. He was already drunk. What my dad would do is he would walk to the liquor cabinet. I thought every daddy did this. He would pour a glass. Before he'd take his coat off, he would drink eight of them. And I would count them as a little boy. I thought every dad did that. Then we'd get it on. Eight of them. Eight became such an important number to me, that's the number I wore in baseball. I switched positions to play position eight. That's how much eight is in this little boy's emotional imprint. So my job was to get him away. So I'd say, Daddy, how was your day? Oh, it's bullshit. Nothing good. I'd say, well, I got a 93 on my spelling test. You did? Yeah. I hit two jacks in baseball. Where'd you hit the, Where'd you hit them? Right center one, and then one over left field. You did? Wow. You didn't have any good meetings yet? Well, the one o'clock was good. We got a new guy. And I'd get him over to the couch. If I could get him away from the cabinet, I could get him to the couch. Chance he could sober up and my mom and sisters could come downstairs and we could be a family that night. Now, why do I tell you all that? God was using that pain in this little boy that on the other side of that, he gave him two skills, his unbelievable ability to connect with people and his ability to change people's state when he communicates, just like I'm doing with you right now, to change millions of people's lives. God will use your greatest pain if you survive it. And all pain, by the way, is temporary. In fact, everything is temporary except your soul. Your body's even temporary. Your problems are temporary. Your achievements are temporary. Your emotions are temporary. Not your soul. And so those two skills were used to me. Why does that matter? It matters because in life, you are most qualified to help the person or people you used to be.
See, all this help people thing? You have to grow and change and go through pain and add these things to you so you're qualified downstream to help the people you used to be. Does that make sense? Say yes. Yeah. That's one of those, oh my gosh, I should never forget that things. Watch this. The book's written. My dad's passed away. Been sober 35 years. There's a good story. My dad gets sober. My dad passes away. Book comes out. Millions of copies sold. I wake up about nine months ago, crying in my sleep, next to my kindergarten sweetheart. She's seen me cry like twice. She goes, what's wrong? I said, oh my God, something just occurred to me. I'm 51 years old at the time. I'm 52 now. I went, babe. I woke up. It's 3 a.m. I go, someone help daddy. She went, what, honey? I said, someone help daddy. She goes, wait. I said, someone help my dad get sober. I don't know who he is or she is. Some precious human being completely changed my life, and I don't know who they are. And they might not even know that I'm my dad's son. They don't know this one little act of helping this drunk man. When, by the way, I knew this because my dad told me, I was going to take my life. Your mom was leaving me. I decided I was going to take my life. Now, I don't know if this was in a bar or an alley or a hallway somewhere, but some precious man or woman, I now know it's a man. I didn't at the time. Saved my dad's life and helped him. Can you imagine the ripple effect of helping one person, their son is me, and I've reached millions? You never know when you're doing something great with your life, but listen to me. That's right, you clap for that. You, 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 not me, you were born to do something great with your life, but you won't know it more than likely when you're doing it. It never feels like you're making history when you're doing it. And you're going to do it in big ways and small ways, not of all to be on Instagram. I own an island right now. It's worth a hundred million bucks. It's the best property in the United States. Who gives a shit? Every other speaker in my class that has less, oh, they parade their stuff up here. I can't take that island with me, but I can take what I do for you today with me. You can take it with you. See, you're most qualified to help the person you used to be. Let me prove it to you. This is going to blow your mind. What qualified this precious person to help my dad? Was it how perfect they were? How amazing they were? Nope, because I've met him. Guess what? His name's Ed. My name's Ed, my dad's name's Ed, my grandfather's name's Ed, and the dude who changed my dad's life and mine, his name happens to be Ed. And that ain't a cool name. It's an old grandpa name. <laughs> and you don't meet a lot of Eds. What are the odds God had four Eds in my life? You would qualify this dude? You know what qualified him? Watch this. He was also a drunk and a drug addict at one time. And then got sober. He was a liar. He lived in the shadows. He whacked his kids around. God was using that pain he was going through to qualify him once he survived it to help my dad. You were most qualified to help the person you used to be. If you used to be broke and you ain't so broke anymore, you're immensely qualified to help broke people. You happen to know about something you didn't know about before and you can help people with it, you're immensely qualified to help all those people that don't know. You used to be a broken person and you ain't quite so broken anymore, you're qualified to help broken people. God will use your imperfections, your sin, the very things you think disqualify you from winning. I'm not that smart. I had a divorce. I got a bankruptcy. I screwed somebody. I had this sin. I made this mistake. I come from a crappy family. I'm black. I'm white. I'm Mexican. Whatever it is. God will use that stuff that qualifies you to help people that you used to be. Can I get an amen on that? Say yes. Yeah. Right. I could.